So I'm going to try the sit-down thing tonight. <laughs> Keyword, try. There is one moment tonight that I did tell Cole that I will be sitting down. We've made that agreement. We shook on it, so it has to happen. <laughs> How y'all doing tonight? Good. I'm very, very happy to be back in front of you. Um, hey, Melissa. Last week, we started a series called The Names of God. And we started off with Jehovah Rapha. And I need to apologize because I've been in church forever. And I just assumed that everyone knew what Jehovah Jireh was or is. A nice young lady walked up to me on Sunday after my sermon about kingdom living, she said, you preach so good. What's Jehovah Jireh? And I went, oh, no. You know, we get caught in the thought process that everyone knows what you know, um, but you ain't grew up with my mama. <laughs> a lot of stuff I know is because my mother was a biblical scholar, and she taught me and my sisters a lot about the word of God. So last week, we spoke about Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. So today we're going to talk about Jehovah Rapha, which translates to the Lord who heals. And just like we talked about last week, his name does not describe if or maybe. His name describes who he is. Last week we talked about the importance of a name. I read you one of my favorite scriptures, Nehemiah 1.9. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though some of you were cast out to the furthest parts of the heavens, yet I will gather them from there and bring them to the place which I have chosen as my chosen as a dwelling for my name. And the question I asked us last week, um, is your house a place where the name of God can dwell? Is your workplace, um, your car, um, your relationships, your thinking, are those all areas where God has a place to dwell? What I've learned about God is he is a gentleman. He would never intrude in a place where you don't welcome him. He doesn't say, believe in me or I will destroy you. That's a human thing. Read the history of the church, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So God is a God who wants to have a place amongst you. When we get together as a praise team, I I mentioned last week because of the scripture the Lord gave me, we always pray, um, Lord, this Sunday may this music be amazing and anointed, but may this be a place where your name dwells. We never want to assume anything. So tonight when you walked in, tonight when you clicked on or whenever you were watching me, maybe you didn't know that you just walked or you clicked into a place where God is dwelling. That means that instantly you must understand 
that things have to be different. When I walk into a room, God walks in with me. He's connected to me. And it brings a very interesting confidence. Somebody once told me at school, Mr. Glenn, you walk with a lot of confidence. And I'm like, baby, you have no idea. <laughs> I, I, I walk with a confidence because I know that God is with me. He's in my everyday. He's in my thinking, my living, my workplace, in my church. Can I get an amen? So the question is, every single morning when you wake up, will you allow yourself to be a place where his name dwells? See, we have to hit on this even before we talk about him being a healer, because if you don't even give him the place where his name dwells, how can you give him the place for him to heal you? I'm feeling a preach going on. I may be moving back and forth just a little bit. God wants to be everything that he is in you. Let me say that again. God wants to be everything he is in you. That's a hallelujah moment. We should write a song about that, Mike. Bill? Everything he is, a provider, a healer, and on and on and on. When you speak his name, he wants the realization of who he is and his reputation to ring true in you. It's very, very important that because this is, should be true for everyone in this room, that you watch what you are bringing into your existence with the words that you are speaking. Oh, I'm sick. I'm so broke. I may have 20 cents in my pocket. You will never hear me say I'm broke. Right? I may not fail 100%. <laughs> I learned this from Todd Bennett. He was like, my stomach is on his way out of not hurting anymore. My headache is on his way out. Not, man, I have a headache. Ooh, Lord, hallelujah, my headache is on the way out. Can I get an amen or something? Right? We have to train how we speak. The word of God teaches us that life and death is in the power of what you speak. And daily, ladies and gentlemen, what we've been speaking is not what we are. And if you are a place where the name of God dwells, you are what you speak. And just imagine if you speak the word of God, what happens? Hallelujah. Proverbs 18 and 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. That's another scripture that we learned last week. We must not just have head knowledge of God. We must do all that we can to know our God. Do you know your God? 
Last week we talked about God being a provider. Do we treat God like Christmas Eve? Waiting for our gifts under the tree? Or do we just know that it's his character to make sure that his children are okay? Matthew 6. If I can take care of the birds of the air and the lilies, what more than you? I'm reminded that God wants to know us on a personal level. He walked and talked with Enoch. If you read Genesis, it says that he walked with Adam in the coolness of the day. Do y'all walk and talk with God? I do. My son on many occasions have said, who are you talking to? I say, don't worry, you will be doing the same when you're older too. Right? Because I told my son he has no choice. God works in generations. You know, you know, like he go to Genesis and he says, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I said, Nathaniel, he's the God of James, Jonathan, and now you. And we're in the God business. Dad is in the God business. Granddad's in the God business. You can't go nowhere, little man. I don't think he understands it now, but God has stamped him already to be a place where his name dwells. That's deep. Some of y'all need to redirect your prayers over your kids, right? Oh, get on my nerves. Thank God you're a place where his name dwells. Look at you like you. What, mom? Right? Because your words stick. So do you walk and talk with God? Does he know you by your name, your nickname? He has called me by my nickname once before to get my attention. It was quite hilarious. Because I was like, I, I, I would have I begged you that it was my wife. And I went back to my room. I said, oh, okay, Lord, that was you. Okay? So before we can talk about his name as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals, my question to you is, if you have a superficial relationship with the name, it's going to be hard for you to understand that he is a healer because you are going to judge God on what he does, what he doesn't do, and not realizing his reputation supersedes all of it. Okay? He's a healer even if he does it or not. One of my favorite scriptures is when the three Hebrew boys were about to be thrown into the furnace. And um, Nebuchadnezzar said, if you don't bow to my God, I don't know why I just gave him that voice. But anyway, if you're going to bow, if you don't bow to that golden image, I'm going to throw you in this very hot furnace. Their response is probably one of the most baller responses ever. O king. We will not bow to your God. And if you throw us in the furnace and God doesn't save us, it's okay because he's still God. When's the last time you said something like that? Lord, I'm believing you pay for my bills, but if you don't, you still God. Lord, I'm believing that you healed my body, but if you don't, you still God. 
I've talked to many of the Christians because their prayers were not answered right away. They are now all of a sudden, um, sudden mad at God and they choose to disassociate themselves because Jehovah Rapha didn't answer the call quick enough. I love y'all get quiet on me. I, I, you know, I was talking to my wife about that. I said, are they thinking or are they mad? I really don't know. I'm praying to God, y'all thinking. <laughs> Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. I have a question for you tonight. Do you know that God, do you know God as a healer? And do you believe he is a healer? Do you know him as a healer? Do you recognize that name? Do you understand what that feels like? Let's read Psalm 119.50. This is my comfort and my affliction, for your word has given me life. God's word gives us life in the middle of what we're feeling. Listen, affliction could be mental, spiritual, emotional, it is his job within his name, within his reputation, that when we are afflicted, he answers the call. Hallelujah. So my question is, do you know him as Jehovah Rapha? Psalm 30 and 2. Oh, Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. That's what I'm talking about. I don't need no extra on this scripture. I cry out, Jehovah Rapha healed me. It didn't say when I was a perfect Christian. It didn't say when all of my ties were perfectly in the house. It didn't say if it was springtime or summertime. It says that a part of God's DNA, whoo, a part of who he is, that in your affliction, that when you cry out, mm, that's a whole nother sermon by itself. Some of y'all too quiet when it's time for y'all to get healed. It, mm. it's, it's, we live in a very dignified church in 2021. I know I got a bow tie. It's all good. But we sit in our seats and the Holy Spirit would drop, and we give God one of them hallelujahs. I understand some of us struggle with the rhythm side of life, and clapping during worship may be difficult. But God doesn't mind. The church I grew up in, the Spirit of the Lord dropped. You may sing off pitch. You may not have rhythm, but you're running. Because you don't know what to do. My mother taught me. I'm about to move. Cole, I'm so sorry. My mother taught me that the presence of God is like fire. Shut up in my bones. And I remember at the age of 21 at a special service, my mother went, uh, she took me with because I was struggling spiritually. My appendix burst while I was in church. I should have died. I was one of those people mad at God, right? My, my conversation with God is, you're supposed to be God. I know drug dealers on the street right now, they're alive. And me, a Christian boy, almost died. You know, I had that conversation. Then all of a sudden, this gentleman stands in front of me and began to pray. And his voice changed. I'm looking at him. Am I losing it? His voice changed, and then all of a sudden, a heavenly 
voice came out of his mouth. And every word he said penetrated my body. And I felt like I was on fire. And I remember my mother's words as she told me when she used to grow up in the presence of God at revivals and how the presence of God would hit you and your body would feel like that you're on fire. And there I was at 21, doubting the great I am, doubting Jehovah Jireh, doubting Jehovah Rapha. But all of a sudden his words are piercing me and I know he's real. So do you know him? Mm. I don't care what I feel, where I am in my journey of healing. It would not take away from me the fact that my God is Jehovah Rapha. Malachi 4.2. I like the beginning half of the scripture. But to you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. I mean, the second part is good, but it talks about fat and calves and stuff like that. But I want you to catch the beginning of that. For those who fear my name, I'm not talking about fear like shaking in your boots. I'm talking about reverence. I'm talking about when, when it's something about the name of Jesus. It's something about God's name. When God shows up on the scene, you stop moving for a second. Pastor Rick taught me that. Johnny, when you're playing and the band is going, the Spirit of the Lord drops. Stop. Listen. What is God trying to tell us? The son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. We all know people who need that healing. They're in our families, they're at our workplaces, and they are us. Jesus spoke in the Bible that he did nothing that was not the will of God. So since he used his ministry to heal people, healing is the will of God. That was like the coolest thing when I found that out. He did nothing that wasn't the will of God. So when I read through the Bible about Peter's mother, about the deaf mute, about the blind or, you know, paralegic or the satyrian servant, the woman with the issue of blood or the multiple leopards or the withered hands. And when he spoke and said, by your faith, you are healed. And when he went and he, he did um, what people would say, wear things and spit in the mud and do whatever he did, but people were healed. The fact that he did that means that God, Jehovah, over Rafa, his plan for me is to heal me. I just gave you some of the greatest weaponry to tell the enemy of your soul who your God is when he tells you that he can't heal you. I've had this conversation with the enemy. You talk to the devil? Listen, I don't talk to the devil. But when a non-God thought comes to my mind, I don't whimper away. I speak it out right away. You know, those thoughts that try to tell me my mother's going to die of cancer. You think I'm going to allow that thought to just enter my mind and sit and grow? 
One of the greatest things that Pastor Randy Stehauer, the minister of this church and I, came the first time. He taught me that thoughts are like birds. And he said, Johnny, if you allow it to settle and nest, that thought will become a reality. It's your job to begin to squat those birds away. Those thoughts of doubt and worry about COVID. Those thoughts and doubts that would tell you that you would die young. Those thoughts and doubts that would tell you that since my mother and father had this, I'm going to have heart problems too. Those thoughts are not the thoughts of Jehovah Rapha. It's time to swat some of these birds away from your mind. Some of it could be people. Ooh, honey. I had diabetes, that means you're going to have to, in the name of Jesus. I ain't mean to hit you, mom, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am not giving you license for that, so don't you dare use my name if you do that. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Y'all having fun tonight? I love the presence of God. My stomach was hurting before I got up here. Some of you I talked to, I made the horrible decision of eating something spicy. And um, it was heavy. And you know, brother asked me, how are you doing? I said, once I start preaching, I'll be good. Because under the presence of God, man, I, I, I have, there's like no back pain. There's nothing. I love it. I'm in a good place. Hallelujah. God is a God who heals our word reminds us of it. But sometimes healing comes from Jehovah Rapha as a direction and obedience to his direction. I'm an example of this. For years I prayed to God to heal my lower back. Some of you may not know, but according to the doctors, I have three blown discs right now. Y'all seen me drum, y'all seen me sing, y'all seen me jump, y'all seen me move. The fact that I'm doing that is Jehovah Rapha. One of these days, I'm just going to waste my money and get another um, MRI just to be like, eh. there you go, devil. I don't know how to explain it. I was stretching in Jeff's house. Just graduated from grad school. My wife and I were married in transition. Trying to find a house. Jeff and Denise said, come stay with us. And I'm stretching and my back goes out. Never felt pain like this in my life. I wasn't thinking about no scriptures. I wasn't thinking about Jehovah. I'm not going to tell you what I was thinking. It wasn't a good feeling. Every breath felt like a knife. Um, Jeff tried to help. Alice tried to help. It was a horrible existence. I was out of church for almost two months. For those who remember that time. Around 2010. I remember looking at my bottle of Oxycontin and saying, life would be better if I took this whole bottle. I'm being real with y'all tonight. 
I don't like when people look at me and think I'm perfect. I'm not perfect. When I hurt, I want the first name to come out of my mouth to be Jehovah Rapha, but I'm telling you that has not always been the case. But thank God for Jesus, something inside me said, no, don't do it. And my wife would tell you a story with tears in her eyes. She saw me struggling. She didn't know what to do. And <laughs> she put like five different things to do in the hat. She was like, Lord, I'm going to flip this thing up, whatever lands on this spot. I'm going to do it. She did that. She didn't like the decision at all. Because it said ER, and I had been there four times, and it just didn't work. Long story short, we started going to Michigan Spine and Pain, start going to see Paul Worley. They were shooting shots in my back. None of it worked. It was so bad, the decision every morning was, do I go to the restroom or do I take a shower? Because both of them felt like I was dying. I had three degrees. I felt like I had the whole world in front of me. And I just wanted to die. So one morning after one of my shots, I jumped out of bed, ran to the restroom. I'm using the restroom, and I realized my wife is crying at the door. I'm like, what are you doing? She said, you're standing. Without even knowing, I was standing walking in the house like nothing had happened for two months. And I haven't looked back since. I tell you this story because, of course, God could have healed me right away. We had some conversations in that time. And he taught me a lot. We talked last week that even sometimes Jehovah Jireh, our provider, you know, we want him to give us some things right away, but sometimes in that waiting period, it's something that we should learn or know about him or about ourselves. I was a very spoiled man before that moment. It seemed like everything I touched succeeded. Every door seemed to fly open the moment one closed. Then all of a sudden, I was in the bed for two months. Did I really believe what I was preaching? Back pain still happened. I remember praying to God one day about it. Lord, you're supposed to be a healer. <laughs> Y'all know what his response was? I told you to eat healthy. So when I go back to the, yes, God is a healer, but he gives us direction and obedience for his direction. I wanted healing, but I wanted to eat what I wanted to eat. I wanted to live the way I wanted to live, and then I wanted Jehovah Rapha to intervene in my disobedience to heal me in the middle of a Big Mac and Whopper crisis. One thing you will learn about me is I tell the truth all the time. I don't care, the way, you know, the way it makes me feel or look. I don't care, Right? Because my struggle, my conquering this thing, helps you, helps you at home, all right? I still deal with a fast food addiction sometimes. I go great, then I, you know, those weird sneaky things where I better use cash so Alice won't see it. <laughs> Come on, I know I'm not the only one, Christians, in this room. 
Some of y'all got stock in Burger King. Don't play. So God challenged me. I want to heal you, but I need you to be right in your life. I don't know why I finally, take it, I finally took it serious. Can we hit that picture for me? Maybe, maybe not. Well, okay, there we go. I've lost 30 pounds in 2020. In a time where all the gyms were closed and I told the Lord, I, I don't want to be this way anymore. My back feels great. But because of my struggles, the doctor said I had type 2 diabetes. This is something I don't really talk about as much. Um, I'm not ashamed of it. I just, I'm not really good at accepting labels the world gives me. The doctor said it was brought on by stress. Apparently that's a thing. And work was crazy um, during that time of my life. Um, and I remember telling the doctor, yeah, I won't, I won't have that too long. My um, A1C was 10.6, if you know anything about that life. Last time I went in, my A1C was 1.6. I'm two points away from being diabetes-free because I told him what was going to happen. But guess what? God can't heal that if I'm sneaking cakes in the back room. God can't heal that if I'm not continuously to work out at least three times a week. So although Jehovah Rapha is showing up for real, although he wants to come in and heal you where you are, sometimes he wants you to meet him halfway. I'm going to tell God to heal me from type 2 and from my back problems without doing something to help myself get there? Oh, but God can heal you. Yeah, he can heal you. But guess what I've learned in the process? Discipline. So in the process of God healing me, I've learned discipline. You know why? So I won't go back to it again. The first sin was food. Don't get me started now. It's a whole nother sermon. <laughs> I remember the Lord told me that. I was like, what? No, what? Oh, fruit. Mm. Right? Which one of them boys gave away um, his blessing and birthright? Um, Esau? For some vittles? Right? So if you don't watch it, you can be the most powerful man of God on this planet and die young because you have no discipline in the food department. But Jehovah Rapha going to heal me. I tell you my story only because, and, and, you know, and this, and this is a, 
a work in progress. I will lose 30 more pounds this year. I mean, if you, if you follow me on Facebook, I, um, I sent my stomach a threat on Facebook yesterday. You saw it, Mike? I said, stomach, I'm coming for you. 2021, baby, coming for you. Right? But that means, listen, it's not perfect. All right? Last weekend was a struggle. But my God helps me. Jehovah Rapha reminds me that sometime I need to do what is right so he can heal my body. Now, the woman with the issue of blood, she just had to touch his hem. The satyrian just had to ask, and it happened to his servant. But when it comes to my body, and remember I said relationship, do you know God, walk and talk? When I approached it to him, his response was, eat right. But if you don't have that relationship with God for him to give you that directive on how to advance upon your healing, you would just think that he's not there to assist you at all because it didn't happen overnight. So check in with God. Oh, this foot has been this check in with God. He'll tell you what's up. One of my good friends, Mark, who used to go here, said God told him to be a vegetarian. He didn't know why. And years later, he went through something so stressful, the doctors told him that he would have had a heart attack if he would have been a meat eater. Right? God sees stuff way down the way. Way down the way. I could give excuses that this disease runs through my mother's side or this disease runs through my father's side or so I'm going to accept the label they told me. I've had close people look at me in the face and say, I will deal with type 2 for the rest of my life. And I, was, I got angry. I wanted to fight back. I was like, you know, no, don't say nothing to them. Don't say nothing because you know me. And I go back to it. Do you know who God is? His reputation. He is a healer. We love that song, huh? Nothing is impossible for you. Do you just sing that? Or you believe it? Because the world would try to tell me I'm stuck with this label. But the last time I checked, I'm a kingdom man. And what my God says within this kingdom it's the reality of how I live. Can I get an amen? amen? It is God's will to heal. That's why his name is Jehovah Rapha. 1 Peter 2, 24. We all know this one. Who himself bore sins in him, in his own body on the tree that we Having died to sins, might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. I'm a writer now, working on my dissertation. Um, were is a past tense word. So, Mike, you were healed, meaning even right now, you are. <laughs> Did y'all get that? Y'all may not have liked English in school, but let me help you just a second. It says... 
by his stripes you were healed, not that you are or that you will be healed. The Bible speaks that you were healed. So even before you entered his throne room to ask the question about your healing, because of the God that you serve, wherever you walked into his presence, your answer was already there. Because he's Jehovah Rapha. Hallelujah. I remember a story by this evangelist that came to Central to speak when I was a student, maybe in 04. She said she was at ministry school. She was in a room with her colleagues. I believe she went to Ramah. And her friend had just come from outside. He tweaked his ankle and broke it. And all of these ministry students were around their friend. And she said, man, we've been reading about healing all semester. One of y'all called 911, but let's pray. Because God's a healer. She said they all got around and... All of a sudden, the presence of God filled the room, and they watched his foot do this. Everybody started praising God. And the guy's foot, he said, I can't believe it. His foot went. I will never forget that story. How many times did Jesus say, by your faith, you are healed? I want you to believe I can do the impossible. I want you to believe that in my presence that cancer's nothing. I want you to believe that even though you got three blown discs, you're going to dance like the best of them. I want you to believe that even though you may be dealing with a lack of discipline now, that I got you on the strength to overcome this, and in the process, I will heal your body and your mind. Faith is one of the most important ingredients to having the Lord's healing in your life on a daily basis. I'm talking about a cough, a cold, and anything else. Under the sun. My cousin Andre, we call him Taco, he's, he's, I don't want to call him insane, but he don't play. <laughs> I never forget, we were in a mall, his daughter coughed, and he said, Satan, get off my daughter. I was like, bro, we're in the public. Like, <laughs> don't talk to him like that in public. And she stopped coughing instantly. What do you believe tonight? What do you believe tonight? I know some of us, we say, but I believe that God is a healer, and I've prayed, and I've prayed. Johnny, I haven't seen the fruit of my prayer, but I want you to know that God would say, keep on standing, keep on believing. You don't know what I'm doing just because you can't see it in the natural. I believe God would tell us tonight that he wants us to start to see healing already happening in the supernatural. 
I love praying the prayer when I pray for people that that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Listen, there's no, there's no infirmities in heaven. I keep on getting reports on why I shouldn't receive the vaccine. A lot of it's fear-mongering. I've talked to pastor about it. I don't know how I feel. I haven't made my decision yet. So I talked to God. And pretty much God just said, I'm your source. Now, he ain't telling me what to do yet. I got to go back. So I don't want y'all to be like, Johnny told me to. No, chill, chill. <laughs> That's between you and your God. Right? So when I preach from this um, place, it's always stories of how God has allowed me to overcome or how God has allowed us to have a relationship or Pastor Rick is the same way. Don't use our relationship for your glory. Don't use our relationship for your relationship. At some point, he was no longer James and Leona Glenn's God. He was mine. I know exactly when it happened. 22, Potter's house, Bible open, and God said, what's up? Whoa, you're real. Everything that we're talking about tonight is the knowledge of the name of God. Do you know him? Is it a superficial understanding? Do you know who he is, his reputation? I want you to close your eyes. I want to speak a life over you before we end tonight. If you are home, let's go ahead. If you can safely close your eyes, I'm going to speak some word over you. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Which means that according to Proverbs 18 and 21, when you speak life over yourself, when you speak life over your situation, it's going to bring positive fruit, says the Lord. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, Whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue or if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on those things. And Father, we know you are praiseworthy. We will meditate on you, Jehovah, Jireh, Jehovah, Rapha, because not only do you provide, you provide healing. We won't think of fear. We won't think of worry. We won't think of doubt. When those birds try to come and nest upon us, we will swipe them away because you are God. Thank you, Lord, according to Matthew 21, 22. And whatever we ask in prayer, we will receive it if we have faith. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth it should not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. Isaiah 55 and 11, Father, we have prayers of healing. Lord, we have faith that our healing will come. And we thank you that as we speak it, it is ours. Truly, I say to you, 
Whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, her heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Mark eleven twenty three. 23. Please open your eyes. These are just small examples of your God's reputation of his will for your body, mind, and spirit. Your body must fall in a line to the power of heaven. When my children are sick, I demand it. Lord, I demand that Nathaniel Zeta's body falls into alignment of what heaven is. Let that will be done on earth as it is in heaven but it takes faith. A type of faith that led Peter out on the boat to walk on a very natural thing. But because he walked in faith, the natural, sorry, the supernatural turned into the natural and he was able to walk on something he should not have been able to walk on. The Lord will put you in the situation where it seems like if you walk out of the boat you're going to sink, but if you trust in him and have faith in him, I promise you that the supernatural will loop into the natural and all of a sudden you will be walking on water. There, Everyone around you told you you were going to sink. Everyone told you you had mental health problems. Everyone told you that you're going to have that type 2 stuff, that heart stuff, that diabetes stuff. Everyone told you you were going to sink to the bottom. But when you have faith in Jehovah Rapha, when you have faith in God who tells you to come out onto the water, all of a sudden your supernatural faith and understanding transitions into the natural. And when you walk out of that boat, you begin to walk on water. And I believe that's what God wants us to know tonight. For I am a God who heals, no matter if you feel it or not. We used to sing a song back in the day. Faith, 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 a little bit of faith. Gotta have faith, 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 a little bit of faith. Just had a flashback. I grew up in a church, man. It was like no musicians, and everyone just sang three-part harmony because everyone just had it like that. But it was a day of faith. I feel like the old days, the old saints were faithful. You know, the days of the tent revival, I feel like people were faith. I feel like people came out with the expectation that something was going to happen. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like those old school revivals with the tents, it was hot, mosquitoes, it was horrible. But it was miracles happening and all around you. It's because you went in anticipation. When's the last time you came into the house of God where his name dwells, anticipating that his name was going to touch your body? Not in song three or four when we worship, but in the first course, the first note of song one in the middle of our worship and praise set. We need faith back in the church to believe in the most powerful God. 
Can I get an amen? I hope this has touched you in a special way. <laughs> I teach always from my own experiences. I try my best to show where I have failed, where God is continuously working with me. But I know him as Jehovah Rapha, or I'll be somewhere in the bed right now not being able to move, trying to parent. I forgot to tell you, my wife was eight, nine months pregnant when that happened. And I told the Lord, let me be in this bed when my son comes. We're going to have a problem. He's not afraid of me. <laughs> but in two days, I was walking. And I was able to stand next to my wife as she was giving birth to my son. When that future was not even a thought, God knew what tomorrow would be. Hallelujah. If that touched your heart tonight, somebody say amen. amen. You can go ahead and clap. Whew. Wow, it's two weeks already. Last week, Jehovah Jireh. Today, Jehovah Rapha. I talked to my mother last night, told her what I was doing. She said, ooh, baby, next week talk about Jehovah Shammah. Y'all, man, I know what that is yet, but I'll, I'll let you know what that is next week. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one, so stay tuned. If you have the opportunity, please check in online to listen to my sermon from this past Sunday at Kingdom Living. I truly believe that it was a message from the Lord. Um, this Sunday, we're going to be getting back together again, talking about kingdom love. It's February 14th. We're, about to, we're going to jump into the Word and talk about how he has created us to love people. And be on alert. Bring your spiritual seatbelts because it's going to get real. Well, we appreciate you and love you. Thank you so much for coming tonight. Make sure you are drive home safe. Remember every day at noon to pray, 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 but don't forget to pray for our pastors. Thank you. Y'all have a great night.